Previously on Those Were the Days. Uh, friends, get some. Guess the jam plan. Never was as funny as I thought I was. The number of times. <laughs> How many times you moved and you've yelled pivot? <laughs> so I've done, like, I feel like I would do okay at Friends Trivia Night. Why yeah. in the world would you have a shark toilet seat? This Green Bay Mermaids game is going awesome. You gotta do the claps. <laughs> it's it's almost like if you put a theme song on that, it broke the whole thing they were trying to do. Those were the days is filmed before a live internet audience. Welcome to Those Were the Days. The show where we take a look at some classic TV from the days past and look at it with today's eyes to see if it's still worth watching. Lucky for us, more often than not, it has been. Now we're still talking holiday shows, and again this week it's another Thanksgiving episode. I'm your podcaster-in-chief, Audie, but I wouldn't be able to handle this without the rest of my podcasting people. First, here's our chief of staff, Amy. Nothing says America like pranking your competent, hardworking female coworker by putting two live turkeys in her office. <laughs> then there's our press secretary, Stephen. I learned a lot about different jobs at the White House when I was watching this show. There are a lot of people just wandering around at any given place at any given time. And I got to thinking, if I had a job at the White House, I want to be the guy that finds the president a knife or new shoes. Or something else completely unrelated to the job of being president. That seems like a job I could handle. So sign me up whenever you're ready, Mr. President. <laughs> and finally, our communications director, Travis. Hello? Uh-huh. Yes, this this is the White House. How, how'd you get this number? Who? Hang on, I'll check. Hey, Charlie. Yeah, uh, I got a guy on the phone named Sean Spencer. Yeah, he said he's looking for a Burton Guster. Oh, hang on. What's that? Oh, he also goes by the name John Slade. What? I'm sorry. Oh, his friends call him Clementine Woolly Socks? Yeah, any of this ringing a bell with you? No, I'm sorry, sir. I, I don't think you have the right show. Hey, uh, is that the carving knife for the president? <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we are talking about the West Wing. Um, this is one of my absolute favorite shows. So before I start gushing, let's see what everybody else's history is with it. So does anybody have a history with this show? I have avoided it desperately. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> I will. No, I do have ready. This is my one West Wing connection. Um, when I got my first, like, real tattoo, my first big tattoo, um, it, it took two sessions because I did a bad job prepping for the first one. Um, so the second time, and talking is, like, really hard for me, and my tattoo artist was real chatty and liked to have a conversation. But fortunately for me, the second session, there was another tattoo artist downstairs with her, and they put on a West Wing podcast. And that was what, and so I could just zone out. <laughs> None of it mattered to me at all, and I could just ignore being stabbed with needles for three hours. Nice. <laughs> Literally my only West Wing connection. Uh, I mean, you, Stephen, uh, or Travis. 
I, Audie, my, my history with the West Wing goes back um, all the way to about an hour ago when I started watching this episode. Um, I had never seen any of it before. I, I get inundated, not just you, but but other people telling me I need to watch the West Wing. Um, it's kind of a running joke on our Highlander show that uh, yeah. that I need to watch <laughs> the West Wing. So uh, I have now watched the West Wing. Project done. Check yep. it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adi, I'm going to break the mold here a little bit and tell you I also have never seen the West Wing. However, <laughs> uh, I have always been curious about the West Wing, and this is not my first attempt to watch this show because I am a big fan of Aaron Sorkin's screenwriting. And I know you can tell an Aaron Sorkin screenplay from 15 miles away. Sure can. Uh, it's because he's got a rhythm, mm-hmm. but I am I'm obsessed with the rhythm. I love his rhythm. I love things that he writes. I enjoy the cadence of the people that t- talk in his shows. Not because it's realistic, but because it's definitely not. No one can talk like this, and that many people are not quick witted enough no. to carry these conversations with the speed at which they do in his shows. Now, but the I, newsroom was one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I yes, love Aaron. also a really great example. Aaron, Aaron Sorkin's legit, and I really had a good time with this, and I'm happy that I was made to sit down and watch an episode because when I tried to watch episode one, season one, forever ago, my wife was like, I do not want to watch a president political show. And I was like, well, we'll find something else. You know, turn yeah. back on Cartoon Network. I don't know. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> but I, I'm i I'm excited to, to have finally dove in so thank you for this you're welcome so i came to the west wing watching reruns on bravo when i was in college like a buddy of mine was like hey this is on i've heard good things let's watch it we watched it the episode we watched starts off with rob's Lowe's character up against a female blonde on a political show and she just wipes the floor with him and then back at the west wing offices josh and toby josh runs into toby's office and says Toby, come quick. Sam's getting his ass kicked by a girl. Toby runs and then tells <laughs> one of the office girls, hey, Ginger, get the popcorn. And as soon as we both saw that opening, we were just like, okay, we're in for this. Whatever it is, this looks good. <laughs> and I was hooked. So I, I got hooked on it. I watched, by the time I was watching it, they had finished the sixth season. So I actually watched the seventh season live on TV. Um. And when Julie and I got together, um, she had never seen it. She had the same opinion as Stephanie. She's like, I'm not watching those stuffy political dramas. Like, it's not. It's not that. Trust me. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, we got her into it. We started buying up all the seasons because it was years later and they were on sale at Target. Um, we got friends of ours into it and would have West Wing Wednesdays watching stuff. So, yeah. I'm... I'm a bit of a fan. I'm a bit biased. <laughs> I'm going to admit that right now. Not that I don't, you know, know that Aaron Sorkin is not perfect. I understand that. This show is not perfect. I understand that, but I still love it. So the I West do Wing, like to think canonically in my head that Rob Lowe's character is just the same between this and Parks and Rec. And mm. he's just decided <laughs> he can do more good on the local level. And so that's why he's just in Pawnee now. Yeah. It's really, really killing it. That's not the worst headcanon to have. I'm just, that's <laughs> yeah. that's all I had. I was like, Chris Traeger, what are you doing in the White mm-hmm. House? 
Yeah. That's kind of how I view Bradley Whitford is when he couldn't win the company from Billy Madison, he just mm-hmm. went into politics. Okay, so I, real quick, when, when this episode started and I'm watching it and I'm seeing like all the actors, but Bradley Whitford comes on screen and I'm like, I know him. Why do I know Brad? And like the name didn't didn't trigger right away, but I'm like, why why is he so familiar to me right now? And part of it was Billy Madison, but the other part of it was I just recently watched Get Out for the first time. He yes. is in that, and he mm-hmm. is incredible in that. But mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him here because now he has a full head of gray hair. But I, mm-hmm. as yeah. soon as I figured out who he was, I'm like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> because he's so his, good in everything he is but his character is so despicable in get out but through the right. through the veil of being like a good person and an ally and then you find out who mm-hmm. he really is and it's just like mm-hmm. i'm gonna go take a dozen showers now and so seeing him here with with brown hair and i'm just like that's why he looks so familiar because like the rest of the cat i mean i love dule hill obviously from my opening oh yeah mm-hmm. um and he's so baby-faced in this Oh, he yeah. was just yeah. a she was just a child. Richard yeah. Schiff, like Richard Schiff, <laughs> mm-hmm. I will watch in mm-hmm. anything. He's always good. Yeah. Uh, same with like John Spencer. Uh, John Spencer's great. John Spencer is. Yeah, I, I, I have him. loved him since the first time I saw The Rock. Yep. Is what yeah. I yeah. like. I think That's of him as Womack. Yes, yeah. Womack. Yeah, every time. So, so the he's West such Wing, a good angry well, old man. Yes. Yeah. Also, Allison Janney. Also. Allison Janney is a treasure. Oh She's so good. Preach. <laughs> yeah, this is where I'm going to tell you guys to keep watching because mm. <laughs> if you want to see Alice and Janney at her peak. Mm. So The West Wing, <laughs> it's an American political drama created by Aaron Sorkin, d- developed under Warner Brothers, aired on NBC from in from September uh, 1999 to May 2006. So seven seasons. Uh, it's about a fictional Democratic administration of President Josiah Jed Bartlett uh, and stars, well, we've gone through it, just about everybody, a heck of a <laughs> cast, Martin Sheen, John Spencer, Allison Janney, Bradley Whitford, Rob Lowe, Richard Schiff, Dulé Hill, Janelle, Janelle Maloney, and we didn't get in this episode, but Starker and Channing plays the First Lady. I love Starker Channing. Oh, dang. Uh... Yeah. And she is incredible when she's on screen. Um uh, also, the West Wing tended to be a lot like ER and like just about everybody came through here at some point and had some kind of starring role. We talked about Friends last week. Matthew Perry was in a few episodes of the West Wing as an incredible character, got sucked into the Aaron Sorkin universe. So um, so for those of you who don't know, the West Wing was created by Aaron Sorkin, uh, known for his writing of plays, TVs and movies. So he started out, his career really took off uh, after writing the play and eventually the screenplay for A Few Good Men. Oh, dang. All so, right. Mm-hmm. I know that's where he started. Yep, oh, yeah, that's how he started. Uh, he then worked on the thriller Malice. Um, and after that, he wrote the screenplay for The American President. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which Martin Sheen was also in as the uh, chief of staff in that movie. Um, after that, he worked as a script doctor in the late nineties, doing things like adding quips to the rock, which we just talked about, uh, rewrote some of Will Smith's scenes in enemy of the state, stuff like that. Um, he broke into TV with sports night, which, which was, a great was show. 
a half-hour comedy drama about a sports news show and network. Uh, aired on ABC from 98 to 2000, so two seasons. After season one of Sports Night, um, he had the idea to do the West Wing, and the West Wing actually came from leftover ideas from the American president. Um, so he got together with director Tommy Schlamme, and they basically created the West Wing. Aaron did the writing, Tommy did the directing, and they were like this really good partnership. I'm um, sorry, I don't mean to film. laugh at the name, but when it's when really names good. when names rhyme like that, and that sounds... Mm -hmm. That sounds like a name that a like an eight year old would tell you. Mm -hmm. like, who who was it again? Uh, to Tommy Schlamy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like in the I, middle of a lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Made up person. I know you it's a real person, and I'm sorry, but it just I hear that, and I just yeah. cannot help but snicker. Well, you've also got to hand it to him that he goes by Tommy Schlamy. He's like, screw it, I'm yeah. just driving into the street. Could be Tom. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, you can go by Tom, Thomas, whatever, but, um, yeah. Respect so, for somebody um, that can pull that off. It's like the, uh, mm -hmm. former, I think it was NFL player, Dick Hertz, like mm -hmm. lean into yeah. it. Go for it. <laughs> just go. Just, Dick Trickle, so. uh, NASCAR <laughs> racer. Yep. Just get in. Exactly. It. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he's the one that's, uh, regarded for, uh, kind of developing the walk and talk style of the West wing. Um, they were, uh, both Aaron Sorkin and Tommy Schlamme worked on this show for, four seasons then left after they butted heads with Warner brothers television. Um, so that's where a lot of people say the West wing dipped and never got better. I disagree, but <laughs> well, it's like WP Warner brothers would be like, Hey, we got a hit on our hands. We better really be careful with mm -hmm. these guys now and make sure we, they do it right. It's like right. they've been doing it for four seasons really well. <laughs> what, what yeah. on earth? Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it continued another three seasons. It it went. Um, John Wells was there from the beginning. He's one of the guys behind ER as well. Uh, so he kind of took over. Um, and it's funny, Aaron Sorkin actually in interviews, you know, said he never watched any of the following seasons. And so I'm like, yeah, why, why would he? Um, yeah. But it's funny, he did make a cameo appearance in the series finale. Huh. So, um, and he went on to write a whole bunch more TV and movies um we talked about um uh what you call it newsroom um before that one of my favorites studio 60 60 on the sunset strip um and then he he's moved in more to movies now um i think because he can have more control there than with tv stuff so uh yeah he started directing too not just writing but he's been behind the camera i can't yeah. remember what movie it was it's pretty popular yeah, well, recent movie he just did the lucine desi movie right that was the yeah that's right that's mm -hmm. what he did so um but yeah you can go check out his imdb you don't need me to tell you everything he's done and been doing but mm -hmm. uh one other thing i wanted to to comment on also was the theme song which is one of my favorite themes ever uh, composed by W.G. Snuffy Walden. Um, and this is one of those guys who wrote music for television. He actually won an Emmy for the West Wing theme song. But he wrote themes and or scores for numerous shows, including 30-something, The Wonder Years, Roseanne, 
Ellen, My So-Called Life, Felicity, Early Edition, Sports Nice, The West Wing, George Lopez, I'll Fly Away, The Stand, Huff, Once and Again, Friday Night Lights, and Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Prolific. He's yeah, done some stuff. Hard at work. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that that's the other one I always like to bring up. And he was in charge of all the music on the show period so you know writing the theme for the show but there's also west wing is one of those shows where every once in a while there's a specific song on an episode that just mm. makes it like um what is it the bach cello thing everybody said you know thinks about master and commander when they hear it no i think about mm. the west wing specific episode um jeff buckley's version of um uh whatchamacallit um Oh, what's the song? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I always associate with the West Wing because of a particular episode and something that happens. So, um, yeah, it's one of those good music shows. Um, The show itself won 100 awards from 289 nominations, including 27 Emmys, two Golden Globes, and two Peabody Awards, among many others. Um, at the time, it was tied for Hill Street Blues for the most Emmy wins. Oh, dang. Until Game of Thrones kicked its butt in 2016 yeah. with 38. Uh, but was that really deserving? I don't know. I, yeah. Nah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it won a lot of, like, Standards. Game of Thrones won a lot of, you know, costume. Costume, and, and you right. you can't argue yeah. with mm-hmm. that at all no you can't but i mean a good looking suit on the right person that's costume skill right there you know yeah just saying so does it service the story that's where the that's where the Mm -hmm. award should come from that's true so we watched (laughs) season two episode eight shibboleth um like i said it's the thanksgiving episode uh one of the things i like about this too is it's into season two but it's still a good primer episode that doesn't give anything away for the rest of the series it's a real good bottle episode yeah um and just shows off everybody in including the mm-hmm. previously on so the you know west we yeah. shows does a previously on and every once in a while they'll start it like this and just introduce the cast and their characters i like um, that that was uh, we okay yeah mm-hmm. go go ahead travis I'm well sorry. i was just gonna, i liked that because i it started a previous on i'm like okay i'm not gonna get any of these references but fine and it literally just tells you who the cast members are like who they who the characters are in the show I'm like oh mm-hmm. all right cool now i know i don't have to guess throughout the whole thing like what does this guy do i don't know yeah the the only thing that got me about that was it it set up in my mind that this was like a a, a switch in administration or something <laughs> like like the last episode it was just all these new people showed up so i was really <laughs> confused in the timeline, because it's always the previous episode, or at least in the season. Yeah. But these people have been here since season one, I'm guessing, and they just decided to recap all this. I wasn't ready for it. I was very confused. I'm like, well, how long has this guy been <laughs> yeah. president? Like, yesterday? What are we doing? You know? Mm-hmm. But I, I get it. After I watched the episode, I understood. Like, it was yeah. just for getting us to know people. And it was important. For, and when mm-hmm. a bottled episode, like you're saying, a, a show in a box, like this yeah. is... You can do something like that because right. it's not leaning on anything that's happened before other than mm-hmm. here's the president and his staff. Yeah. And one funny thing, the previously on is on every episode all the time, except the pilot, of course. But 
we started watching it on Max last year after HBO turned into Max. And somebody at some point decided, yeah, if you're binging, you don't need that previously on. And it broke me. <laughs> oh, it was no. Weird. It was like, I'm yeah. used to seeing that. Yes, I can skip it if I want to, but I'm used to seeing that. It feels weird not see, not hearing that dun 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 dun, dun, dun previously on, <laughs> like having gone through the DVDs so many times and everything. That, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> okay, enough old man Audie. <laughs> All right, so we start off. I assume Sunday. Like this is the one time that they don't give us what day it is. Which they do throughout yeah, the rest of the Yeah, it's like at night, and then the next one mm-hmm. is Monday, so it's mm-hmm. gotta be. Yeah. Uh, so we start off in San Diego. Some INS guys come in asking somebody else something. There's a boat from China with people in it. It's like, okay, something's going down. Then we cut back to Washington, where Sam, played by uh, Rob Lowe, and Toby, played by Richard Schiff, are writing the president's Thanksgiving proclamation speech. And Or are they? Maybe yeah. starting a new show about Pilgrim Detectives. I was into that. <laughs> I would watch I that. Like, okay, down. all right. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Churn butter by day. I... <laughs> Solve crimes by night. Okay, my yes. my one real tangent off of the episode. So uh, one of my favorite podcasts was called The West Wing Weekly. This may have been what you listened to. It could have been. Um, yeah. Which was put on by Rishi Kesherway of Song Exploder and actor Joshua Molina who later shows up in the series. He's actually somebody who's been working with Aaron Sorkin since he wrote A Few Good Men and stuff. Um, So I did some fan art of the two of them as pilgrims. (laughs) As pilgrim detectives. Outstanding. And got called racist on Twitter because of it. Sure. Because Rishi Keshaway is brown. And there were no brown pilgrims, so this is totally inaccurate. What the yeah, devil? Yeah, well, they also didn't come here for religious freedom either. Mm-mm. So it's all <laughs> irrelevant. This entire episode is built on a foundation of lies, as is the entire <laughs> United States of America. So well, I yeah, suppose I mean. it all works out. <laughs> so, yeah. And you should know you're in Massachusetts. I'm here. I have like, been right? to Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw the rock. But I, I do have to give a shout out to, to both Rishi and Josh and the whole West Wing weekly community had my back and shouted this guy down. He just would not back away from it. Wow. Dude, this Jeez. is why it's called fan art. I'm not. Yeah, it's be aware of. Uh, anyways. <laughs> why didn't you draw any shackles? Stupid. That's way more accurate. Know, Excuse right? me. <laughs> yeah. Sir. Gosh. So Calm anyways, down. CJ comes walking in. Speaking of how well we know our history, um, comes in asking the guys about the Jamestown Mayflower Daughters of the American Revolution Preservation Society. And Toby (laughs) just goes off trying to get it right and still gets it wrong anyways for anybody actually paying attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he talks about Jamestown being in the 16th century. Dear Internet, it was not. It was in 1607 when it was founded. So we were just, that's, it was, it's all, it's just, it's all in the 17th centuries century. are hard. It's they cool. are. Yeah. Um, so CJ's kind of ticked off that she feels like the Thanksgiving cruise director and that on holidays like this, the guys check out like seniors in the finals to which Josh comes in talking about how many times he flipped a nickel and it came yeah. up. This is my, tails. Was, this is my favorite. Like, 
This is my favorite scene because I've been a government employee and this is the most accurate portrayal of <laughs> early Thanksgiving mm-hmm. week government operation I've ever seen. It's it's the spit, sit and spin period of government work, which just means you're in your office chair at work, but mostly just rotating around in a circle. It was also my, like, every experience I've had working with mostly men has also gone down like this. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at Rockstar, this is just, this is going. We're counting down till Pizza Friday on yeah. Tuesday. And <laughs> I'm like, we need to do something. That's why they call it 10% Tuesday. Yeah. You just, you know. So CJ leaves and <laughs> Work then, a little Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. CJ leaves <laughs> and then Donna comes in with the turkeys from Jasper Farms. And they're like, what turkeys? The turkeys. You Apparently know. there's turkeys. Yeah. So what do the boys do? They tell him to put them in CJ's office. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> it could be my first day working at the White House. And if someone shows up several days before Thanksgiving and is like, hey, I have the turkeys, I'm going to go, oh, okay. Because I am aware, like, I am aware of the process. This is right. not a new, <laughs> this is not a new thing. I am aware yeah. of the turkey thing. I feel like I would have yeah. known. Yeah. Even if you've never been working at the White House, like, they make a big deal out of it every mm-hmm. year. So yeah. you're like, oh, worst case, you go, oh, shoot, I forgot. You were oh, delivering those like yeah. this early. Mm-hmm. Also, that delivery guy, I, I recognize him. I don't know what from, but he just, he's like Kmart AC Slater. I don't know <laughs> what his face is. I bet I knew him. And I I looked him up and I, I have no idea how I know him, but I know him <laughs> from somewhere. That's all I had to face. say about that. Yeah. <laughs> he so, looks like, like Chachi, like a muscular of version of Chachi. Yeah. Can't think of who. Yeah. But anyways, they put the turkeys in CJ's office, and then Call gets a Josh gets a call about a boat from China. And I have to say one thing about this transition. This is one of my favorite things that the West Wing does better than just about any other show. The transition from the cold open into the theme song. Mm. And just, you know, having whatever is happening, even if it's taking a phone call, they make it uber dramatic into the theme music. And they do it so well, so often. Um, one of my favorite things about the show. Okay, enough gushing. <laughs> All right. So, and for anybody not familiar with The West Wing, this is one of those shows that has a bunch of different storylines going on. So we've already talked about turkeys and China. So we get to Monday. Uh, we find out more about the Chinese that came over. 96 left China, 83 made it. Um, and he's telling this to Leo, uh, played by John Spencer, um, and just giving him the lowdown to let him know what's going on. Uh, and then he also tells Leo not to tell the president about their Thanksgiving day plans because he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want a history of the yam and Latin. What I love is Leo's reaction to that. Yeah, it's so just good. Like, uh-huh. The president exactly. doesn't care if you're going to watch football. Yes, of course. The president right. will be very concerned. Although I do feel like he might, like he might have been. Like, yeah, oh, you I, should come. But it's one of those yeah. things where it's written early in the series, and it's like, yeah, no, he'd actually care. And there's yeah. other conversations. Um, <laughs> but for now, the Chinese are in a temporary internment camp uh, in San Diego. Then we get. So this is what happens on the West Wing. You move from one office to the hallways and start talking to people. And that's what happens. So now we've got Josh talking to CJ 
who's asking Josh about recess appointments. Oh, and yeah. He's talking to her that Toby wants to nominate Leo's sister, Josephine. Um, and that this is going to be a whole thing. Um, we're not sure what that thing is going to be yet, but we're going to find out. Um, and then CJ goes to her office and finds the turkeys. I'm going to say that she, because she doesn't notice them until she sees it sitting on her couch. Mm-hmm. She just smelled it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She'd oh, yeah. opened that door and been like, mm-hmm. what is, especially oh, yeah. a space that's your own. It does not have to be uh, that off for you to go, hang on. <laughs> and yeah. if you've ever Who been took a anywhere... crap in my desk drawer? <laughs> right. Yeah. If you've ever been anywhere near a poultry farm of any kind, that is not a smell you will forget. No. Nor no. will you not notice. Yeah. Nor will it be leaving that office any ever soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That couch. Um, pardon it also. I did love <laughs> yeah. Donna running in to explain and how she almost sounds like she's gobbling when she's like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then explains to CJ that it's her job to pick which of the two turkeys is more photogenic to receive a pardon. Their names are, I don't want to know their names. Troy (laughs) or Eric. Yep. Troy doesn't like to be touched. <laughs> I liked everything with the turkeys. Everything yeah. with the turkeys was aces because I have wild turkeys that come through my backyard and I love them so much. And there's like a lot of drama involved with them. There's mm-hmm. a pack of young males that are just sort of wandering. And I saw them today being like, and like, what are you having for Thanksgiving? No, go mm-hmm. ahead. Tell me what's on the menu. <laughs> so good. <laughs> So then we switch from that to Charlie, played by Dulé Hill. Now, Charlie's actual job is personal aid to the president. So his job is to do whatever the president needs him to do. So in this episode, it seems like a slacker job. No, this is whatever the president needs him to do, which in this case is find him a new carving knife. And so he brings him this carving knife, uh, it's an American knife. No German knives for us. Obviously not. Uh, until he starts holding it. And it's like, nope. Not going to work. You know what we need? A German, German knife? knife? We need a German knife. <laughs> and and as I said, I love Dulé Hill and mostly from Psych. This, this episode reminded me a lot of like, it's a Burton Guster thing to go out looking for a very specific carving knife. And mm-hmm. the way he would deliver all the info, I'm like, Man, Dulé Hill just knows how to play, like, do that character well. This is a a less neurotic version, <laughs> certainly. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely saw, like, the seeds of that with the way he would describe the knives to him when he'd bring them up. Oh, now, it, was, I, it was great. The whole time, all I was thinking was, this is a man who clearly already has a carving knife. <laughs> like, what, and, like, we get the payoff, like, at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was, like, the whole time I'm, like... My dude already has a knife. Just tell him to use the knife that he has that mm-hmm. he clearly enjoys because mm-hmm. otherwise he would have done this already. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, my and- du- my Dulé Hill connection comes from the movie Holes. Uh, I loved I loved him at Holes. I can fix that. Like, that's that's how mm-hmm. I knew him. So I looked at him. I was like, it's the dude from Holes. And I got all <laughs> excited. Um, if you watch the rest of the West Wing, get a lot. you're going to be in for a lot more of the president having Charlie run random things or do random things. The president, if you haven't learned by now, is a big old nerd. 
and <laughs> make sure that Charlie is at least up to par. Um, it felt like he didn't do a lot of presidenting. Yeah. yeah. Like, like overall, there was not a ton of it. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just, there's a lot of people telling him things and him going, okay. Sure. That's <laughs> how I would president. I, I mean, mean, I don't. Yeah, that's the way I'm terrified it. to yeah. make a decision. So I just let people come to me and like lay out a few options A, B, or C. I need yeah. everything simplified yeah. to a multiple choice. <laughs> so I can well, just preferably that one. a dice roll. <laughs> yeah. In this series, you, you could argue that uh, Leo is the one that does most of the heavy lifting of making decisions or telling people what to do. And the president sits back and makes the tough calls, which do happen on the show. Um, makes me, reminds me of the uh, George Bush Dick Cheney relationship where oh. everyone said behind the scenes it was Dick pulling the strings doing a lot of the stuff. Um, so, so Charlie goes, no, to what, I'm sorry. no, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say no one should want this job. Like no one no. Yeah, on the planet. No. No. I mean that's the, the thing they always say. Job. That's the thing they always say about leaders, right? Like the person yeah. you want to the person that's gonna be the best at leading is the one that does not want to do it mm-hmm. because they yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like whatever's on the debate stage, how about the guy like off of the side? Like that stage hand over there, <laughs> like that one. Yeah. He's probably gonna be great. He'd probably let's get fine. let's get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Charlie leaves to go find a new knife. Toby comes in to talk to the president about the recess appointment of Josephine McGarry uh, to, um, what is it, undersecretary of um, early childhood. Education. Education. Yeah. Oh, education. Yeah. Primary yeah. to second to yeah, elementary or something. Yeah. And uh, Toby's angle is to start the debate on school prayer. Um, to which the president is like, Okay, but you're gonna get in it with Leo, and even on top of that, like he's the president no, has known her for 25 years. Interesting line he drops here that I did not ever investigate until now. Known her for 25 years and thinks she's all about Eve. Now I assumed this was some Aaron Sorkin misogynistic thing that he just slipped in there. Until I researched it, no, he's referring to the 1950s film All About Eve. Is about a young actress trying to get into Hollywood and basically being being friends with an older actress and trying to scheme her way into uh, the circle of friends she has. Mm-hmm. So, interesting way he's describing her there. Um, Leo comes in, as he does, being the president's chief of staff, um, and finds out what Toby's doing, and he's not happy at all. So he's like, you're going to take those meetings with the Republicans and figure out what the heck's going to happen. And Toby's like, yeah, okay. Then we get Josh and Sam coming into the president and there's a new wrinkle to the Chinese refugees. They are now claiming they are evangelical Christians seeking asylum, which now makes it a whole new thing. All right. Tuesday. That was just Monday. Now we're on Tuesday. That was a real Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. It was a very Monday. Oh, yeah. Monday. It it also brought to mind, like, you remember back in this day, this was the year 2000, right? School prayer was a hot-button topic yeah. for there for, like, four or five years. It was, like, the only thing anybody ever wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. We kind of moved past it, and no one cares anymore. But back then, it was, like, 
So this was really put. This was this reminded me of an era that I I grew up in school, I, hearing about all the time. I wouldn't say no one cares. Nobody's fighting about it like they used to. But man, sure, every once in a while you hear that quip about prayer taken out of school, and it's just like, uh. <laughs> is somebody is somebody's grandma or boomer mom like? I already let. That's why mm. there's guns. What, whatever. Yeah. God, yeah. Slow down. There's nuance. So <laughs> CJ's doing her actual job, briefing the press, uh, talking to them about, uh, you know, trying to find the credibility of the Chinese seeking asylum. Josh and Sam are meeting with uh, some Christian folks, so there's a good chance they're going to alienate all Christians, <laughs> which uh, is is a big thing that uh, this series, and Josh especially does, going all the way back to the pilot. Uh and then she, you know, tells them about the Thanksgiving Day schedule for the week. And one of the reporters is like, you going to lead the kids in song? And she's <laughs> just like, yeah, you, uh, yes, yes. The press, te- the press secretary mm-hmm. leads the kids in song. Well, then, yes, Apparently. obviously I am. Yeah, Which I know. felt for her in this moment, right? Because I am never going to admit to not being prepared. Like, my boss asked me to do something. And I'm like, yes, obviously. I will uh-huh. Google how to do it mm-hmm. later. But yes, yeah. I will do that thing. Right. <laughs> Some of yeah. the storyline involving CJ being the secretary and how well she handles stuff like this is amazing. I mean, that's what you need in a press <laughs> secretary, right? Because they're always oh, yeah. going to be throwing the dumbest stuff at mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And you got to Bill Belichick it with that's a yeah. dumb question. You know, <laughs> you're going to like right. move on. I legit told a senior leader one time that we could do a thing that I was only vaguely certain we could accomplish, and I had to figure it out in less than 15 minutes when he was coming to my office. <laughs> Nailed it. Nice. But whoo, I sweated bullets there for a hot minute. <laughs> so we get Sam and Josh actually meeting with the Christian people, uh, Al Caldwell and Mary Marsh, and Mary Marsh comes out swinging. Um, and that's her character... Again, from the pilot, she shows up every once in a while, and it's just like, oh. Um, and I love Josh's line, like, I swear to God, you're not going to get anywhere by threatening us in this building. Um, I just liked his reaction when he comes in. He's like, good morning, good morning. And she just yeah. lights into him. He's like, well, I guess we're done with good morning. we're done with good morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, the question about are they persecuted comes up. Um to which they all explain the different ways that Christians are persecuted in China. Uh, Al Caldwell's like, you know, the State Department says it. I say it. It's a fact. It's happening. And then Mary Mm -hmm. Marsh goes off, and Christians will not sit blithely by. Sam comes back at her about this play where there's a play about a gay Jesus. I would watch the hell out of that play. I want to see the gay Jesus play. (laughs) For real. Um... Well, and and walking in, Josh is like, don't, 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 don't talk about up. it the whole way, and, the yeah. whole walk and the talk whole down the walk hall. And talk. Don't and, bring it up because like you're the, just gonna antagonize her. Yeah, and Sam's like, I don't. It might just slip out. He's like, just tuck it back in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to which he that's can, how you wind is, up in Pawnee. Mm, you just yeah. can't let that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, and that's pretty much Sam. He's got such a heart of gold. No wonder he ended up in Pawnee. <laughs> to which Al Caldwell's like, Josh, can we talk? It's like, and they have a cool little talk outside, you know, just like, I don't want to get into this. I just, look, whatever happens, we'll pay for it. We'll do whatever we can. We'll pay for it. Um, 
and I love when Toby walks by and I was like, you seem determined, Toby. He's like, I am, sir. He's like, good boy. So Toby's going, now we switch to Toby, going to meet with the Republicans who are not happy. And they argue about it, um, you know, talking about how qualified she is, but she's against cool prayer. Well, recess support appointment wasn't made for this. Well, you put down the filibuster, I'll put down the recess appointment. And um, I love it when Toby's like, not because I'm right and you're wrong, but I am, but because I'm simply better at this than you. And then not this time. Not this time. Which one of the guys. I, I have to say, Richard Schiff in that moment, it was such a great yeah. delivery of that dialogue. Of like, it's not because I'm right and you're wrong, although I am and you are. It's because I am better <laughs> at this than you are. And I was just like, ooh, that's a mic drop moment. And they come back in with just the counterpunch and, like, and hit him yeah. with it. One more mm -hmm. thing. They brought in the Columbo, just one more thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. One more thing. So commercial break, we go back to Toby now in Leo's office with the picture. Leo, who's even more unhappy about it, because it's a picture of his sister enforcing the law, arresting kids praying at a football game with cops there with their hands on their nightstick. Not good. Oh. Um, and I love how Toby's like, we could save this. We knew about it. And Leo's answer is, we didn't know there was art. Um and then his best line, the only thing breaking up the Norman Rock Rockwell is the cops, the handcuffs, the nightstick, and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> he does not need this on Thanksgiving week. Mm -mm. No. He just not. doesn't. Yeah, no. family's hard enough. Just once. Mm -hmm. So he gets his assistant, Margaret, um, who's not in the opening credits, but one of the best characters on the show, hands down. Oh my gosh, Margaret's amazing. Um, and then ask Toby, what prize do we get for bringing this matter front and center? Because he's like, this isn't something that needs to be done right this second. National security is not going to be upset by this. So now we cut to Wednesday. CJ's walking in asking for Donna's help. Um, you know, Josh is like, oh, you're going to need help with the song? She's like, I know the song. To which she tells Donna, I need help with the song. I need help with the song. Because um, <laughs> never, never let them see you sweat. Yeah. Nope. Mm -hmm. No. 100%. No. Um, and Donna is usually one of CJ's accomplices in whatever's going on. So um, it just fits that they're doing this together. I love how, I still love how Donna comes back at her about the We Gather Together song. It's like, didn't you earn it in elementary school like the rest of us? It's like, <laughs> uh, no, I actually work for a living. And, you know. <laughs> actually studied <laughs> actual stuff um which i have to say i don't I know that i could summon song. any of my like other than like your real classic ones i could not summon a middle school like an elementary school no. song no i could no. summon no. the entirety of the animal alphabet tape but not there you go any of the any of well, the not random anything... like assembly songs i was gonna say nothing no, we no. sang in school anything on sesame no. street that's yeah back oh for sure time, you know <laughs> Ladybug's um, picnic all day. Mm -hmm. But she's got serious work to do, which is to go test Eric and Troy on their ability to handle camera flash. Um, it's very good. And she tells them, you know, guys, it's been neck and neck. But <laughs> Eric which is seems like go a eat. really good turkey joke. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very right. Good. I really love her relationship um, with these turkeys. Yeah, and then at the end of it, she's like, you know what I find really disturbing? I've been talking out loud this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, embrace it. 
Talk yeah. to the turkeys. Uh-huh. You like them and you know it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here again, uh, just like just like Richard Schiff has that moment, this is Alice and Jenny just crushing it in this in this episode of like because mm-hmm. the, the second she walks in, it just slips right into like, all right, guys, look, it's been neck and neck, blah blah blah, and just goes with it. And it's I mm-hmm. love that scene so much. Mm-hmm. She's gonna do it the absolute best, mm-hmm. and that like yeah. I've observed you all in a lot of situations. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh-huh. So then we get Josh and Sam with the INS people. So this is how meetings work on the show all the time. They walk down the hall, go into the office, sit for a second, and that's the end of the meeting. And they're like, all right, thanks. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably how meetings do kind of go. Probably. You're not Um, in a conference room for any, like, like Mm -hmm. staffers will. But if you're an outsider, I feel like you're, you're not. Right. You're sitting down, you're getting your shake. The one thing they bring to this whole uh Chinese refugees who have paid a lot of money to get smuggled out and who've usually, promised a lot of money who've promised a lot of money out. to get smuggled out um usually to be paid off in indentured servitude um INS mentioned that it's possible they have been coached with the Christianity mm-hmm. angle um and Josh and Sam are like great but um you know it's a wrinkle but Sam's like they had to want this. I don't care why they say they wanted it. They had to want this to come over in that boat, in that container. Sure. So uh, we cut to the president looking at a new knife. Still not liking it. Not, yeah, no. <laughs> um, not the one. Josh and Sam come in to talk to him about what they've thought about as options uh, and also bring up that the uh, refugees may be feigning their faith, to which the president asks them the magic word of the episode. Have you ever heard of shibboleth? And it comes from the Bible. It's, you know, kind of a passphrase, password kind of thing. Um, and then the president says he's going to meet with one of the refugees. But first, I've got to go pardon a turkey. <laughs> the best part is because she keeps coming in and she's like, mm-hmm. I cannot all day with this turkey. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. yeah. I cannot. <laughs> then we cut to Leo's office where Josephine, who we've been hearing about all this episode, actually shows up. Uh, she comes in ready for a fight, ready to do this, to which uh, Leo pulls out the picture and shows it to her. And then... Uh, Mentions the photographer listed under the picture and tells her the story he knows of uh, a stringer photographer when she was getting going named Oda B. Jones because of the name. Because you remember that. Mm-hmm. And apparently Oda B. at the time told Leo that every once in a while Josephine would give him a heads up when something was happening. And that's how his career took off. Um, and this is one of the things I really appreciate about this show is that Leo is talking to her about these kids who doesn't matter whether or not he agrees what they could or should not be doing. He calls them commendable um, in this day and age of, you know, fighting for their rights to do whatever. Um, And then he lays down the we have laws to be enforced, but we do not strut ever. That was that line that that nailed it for me. I wrote that down. I was like, we do not strut. 
That says so much about who Leo is yeah. mm-hmm. and what he believes about the lies. Like, yeah, we gotta, we're gonna enforce. We're gonna do the job. We're not gonna go spike the ball and dance yeah. on mm-hmm. people that have had to be that that have been you know dealt with by the law. It's just such a cool phrase, and I'm gonna take it with me. Yeah. It was going in my back pocket. <laughs> and again, the way the cast that they cast this show with, you've got somebody like John Spencer delivering that line with yeah. that gravitas. Oh man! To which she immediately so is like, "Okay, give me the paper to sign. I'm done." Knowing yeah. she's mm-hmm. done. Um, anything else? Kiss your kids hello for me. It's like, <laughs> okay. Stings. She walks out. Toby goes in. She'll get over it. <laughs> and I love the little quip. She never got over me stealing her milk duds. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't then, either. I flip and love milk duds. I don't care mm-hmm. who <laughs> hates them. They're great. And then we get to the heart of Toby's matter with all of this. Um, when he's like, why it should be front and center. And he's like, it's the fourth grader that sat out the school prayer because it's just another thing that makes kids different when they're required by law to be there. To which uh, Leah looks at Toby and genuinely asks, what did they do to you? Like, to Toby and Leo's relationship through this whole series is one of the more interesting ones. And it's that kind of question that he asks and Toby doesn't give him a good answer, but, and then Toby also tells Leo not to let the president know about their Thanksgiving day plans. And Leo again, <laughs> this is like, critical, you know, it's he important. honestly does not care about your plans, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to the president meeting with the, uh, one of the Chinese refugees, Leo asks, is there's an interpreter? He's like, no, he speaks English. He's a chemistry professor. No, I wanted to be a chemistry professor once. Yeah. What stopped you? Uh, chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> so turns out studying chemistry is important to be a chemistry professor. Yeah. I mean, who knew? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those who can't do teach. <laughs> I mean, I, be- I mean, it's what level, like, are you teaching chemistry one in high school? Cause then you only need to know. What's, in, What's the in the book? Yeah. 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 Fine. <laughs> but that's not easy either. Yep. So he meets with Jin Wei uh, and starts doing the Christianity questionnaire, um, which again, uh, Jed Bartlett is a very schooled Catholic. Um, there are several times in the series where he talks about almost becoming a priest. So um, this is not necessarily something like to him um but it's very interesting that Jin Wei comes back at him like yeah christianity is not some light thing you can just give a bunch of answers to you're seeking evidence of faith faith is the true oh i know the word shibboleth and i love how the president actually says back to him you just said the magic word in more <laughs> ways to one yeah um so they send Jin Wei out and him and Leo have a little talk about this because the U.S. has a diplomatic relationship with China and doesn't want to mess that up. Uh, but the bottom line, you got to ask yourself, how secure is the INS detention facility? Like, <laughs> hmm. And then we finally cut to Thursday morning. We're finally at Thursday. Uh, CJ's walking in telling Toby we're in you know, the Rose Garden in a few minutes. Um, Toby's like, hey, if you're not doing anything, we're doing stuff. And 
CJ's like, it's about damn time. Do you know how many offers I've been uh, Very glamorous offers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you can't come, oh, I can come, I can come. And then. Um, <laughs> do you need me to bring the anything? Line. Mm-hmm. Can you cook? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm watching football by myself in my house uh, after that. <laughs> I'm eating stuffing out of the big bowl. That's it. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. No. <laughs> yeah, but notice how she gets back at him with simply a look. She's just like, glares. Surely you jest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we find Morton Horn from Jasper Farms is back. Why is he back? Oh, he's supposed to take one of the turkeys back. Um, and they're like, what? Um, Again, surely someone would have known that. Somebody yeah. should yeah. have known that for sure. Um, but it's already been paid for. It's a $275 turkey. Uh, that's a lot for a turkey. Um, yeah, mine is, I get, I get my farm raised... My farm-raised, field-grown turkey from uh, Walden, and um, it was like eighty dollars for a small mm-hmm. turkey. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so G- CJ says, "Bring the turkey. Let's go." And then we get the president opening his door and asking Mrs. Landingham, one of his other secretaries. Mrs. Landingham has been with him for a long time. This is one of my other favorite relationships on this show. Because he's asking her for the Thanksgiving proclamation. And she scolds him for not using the intercom. The president's <laughs> I like, like I was right here. She's like, you don't know how to use the intercom, do you? He's like, I was right here. Right. Okay, after the ceremony, maybe we can get one of the fourth graders to show you how to use the intercom. Uh, I love it when people in high positions of authority just get their butt handed to them by like mm-hmm. some sweet person, like that one person that can talk to them like that, yeah. and it's it's okay. Right. And I feel like if you're in a position of power like that, you need the person who can just bring you down mm-hmm. every now and then. Because I'd get so tired of hearing Mister President from everybody, like, "Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, could one of you just talk to me like have a human a being?" So I know, yeah. I know, I have friends here. Because uh, this is really yeah. a hard job just to feel like I've just got nothing but subordinates all over right. the place. I would we lose missed, it. We missed the line when, when CJ is arguing about, like, no, we're going to keep this turkey. We're going to pay them. Like, we'll pay for the turkey. <laughs> like, whatever. We're the, But we're keeping the turkey. It's like, no, the only reason that he didn't get pardoned, that Troy didn't get pardoned, is because he doesn't like to be touched. And he doesn't deserve to <laughs> mm-hmm. be put to death for that. Yes. <laughs> I That's love true. that. Yep. It's all about these turkeys. So after the <laughs> older lady schools the president on not being able to use technology, we get Charlie coming in with a Japanese knife. Uh, and president's like, oh, yeah, I've tried that one. I don't like it. To which we finally get Charlie just being like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. All of these knives, you know, cut meat. Why do you need a new one? It's like it's something you pass on. And it's like, don't you already have one? He's like, I do. I'm passing it on. And I'm giving it to you. And uh, gives him the box. And Charlie's like, oh, okay. I thought I knew everybody. PR. Don't recognize the manufacturer. And then uh, the president says, this was made for my family by a Boston silversmith, Paul Revere. 
Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Heard that name. I've heard that name before. Yeah. He's on yeah. the Sam Adams beer bottle. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. To which the president says, I'm proud of you, Charlie. Again. Yeah, that was a tearjerker. That one got of my me. favorite relationships in this show is between the president and Charlie. And um, just to lay it down, yes, the president was apparently related to some of the original colonists and yeah, you know, throws that down every once in yeah. a while. All right. Then CJ comes in. And I love when she comes in. I'm sorry to ask you, sir. It's not too late to stop yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And ask the president to pardon the other turkey. And he's like, didn't I do it right? Didn't Aren't I, I going to be known as soft on turkeys? I like yes. that. Mm-hmm. And CJ's like, well, one turkey gets a full life and the other one gets eaten. To which the president was like, well, if the Oscars were like that, I'd watch. <laughs> which, I'm, I'm going to agree with him on that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I have no judicial not jurisdiction over birds. CJ's like, I know that. You know, you that, know that. But I'm betting the high school kid probably nowadays. doesn't. Mm-hmm. And the president's like, if we don't completely overhaul public education in this country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's not gotten better. It's no. no, it still sucks. So um, he walks out of his office. He sees a turkey. He's like, you're pardoned. <laughs> to which the other's like, can we do a little razzle dazzle? Like, hereby, your, your pardon. By the power vested in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Constitution and, uh, of the United States of America. The high school kid's like, great. And, uh, pardon. And, uh, the president's like, it's not okay. If you think I can do that, you need to go back and demand more <laughs> from your public service. I'll tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to draft this turkey into military service. <laughs> And have a check made with the president's name on it. And That's so go good. buy a butterball. Yep. Yeah. Well, Mr. President, that butterball is going to be frozen. And um I don't know what you think they're gonna do, because that's gonna take like a turkey that size gonna take a minimum of like a week in the refrigerator to mm-hmm. defrost. So I And don't it's it's already know Thursday morning, so it's it is it's already, already Thursday morning. Right. It should already be in the oven. Mm-hmm. This person is yeah, already right. angry they don't have their turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You that ruined Thanksgiving, Mr. President. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. first of all, you you there's no way you could process Troy the turkey Thursday morning. No. You could not. No. no. <laughs> so unrealistic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but dramatically fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh and Shan- Josh and Sam come in with uh, news of the refugees, to which the president first tells them that the Latin word for yam is discoria. Oh no! Like I love that it comes back from Josh saying, "I don't want to learn what the Latin for yam is," and the president heard that somehow. <laughs> um. It's like, because the, the, it's, you said it in the White House. Right. You can't yeah. say anything in the White House without everyone knowing it. Yeah. Have That's, we yeah. learned nothing? Especially this president. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently the Chinese refugees escaped. Um, yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. No. To which the president's like, we didn't do anything illegal. Simply stood down the reserve, called in the Red Cross. Chinese saves face. And we don't have to send them back. Um, as they're walking out, I love it. This is one of those things where I really enjoy this about the series. It's like, 
of all the things you could be doing as presidents. Like, they made it to the new world, and now I get to proclaim a national day of Thanksgiving. This is a great job. <laughs> it's the only presidenting he did. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to this episode, shoot fully missiles at anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. that's true. He did pardon the turkey. I forgot about that. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, if I had four years of presidenting like this, that'd be all right. Mm-hmm. But no, it's usually crisis after crisis after crisis. Yep. Um, so that was the episode. One more interesting thing about the that I found out about the National Thanksgiving Turkey presentation. So this is a ceremony that takes place at the White House every year before Thanksgiving. Um, the president is presented with a live domestic tur- turkey by the National Turkey Federation. Um, and it's usually a male of the broad-breasted white variety. Yep. Um, the ceremony actually dates back to the 1940s. And early on, basically up until the 70s, these turkeys were just presented and then slaughtered and eaten. Um, it was in the 70s when it became standard practice to spare the turkeys. Uh-huh. It was during the presidency of... George H.W. Bush that it became a tradition and ever since then for the president to issue a ceremonial pardon. I like this. I like the fiction here that all turkeys are criminals. (laughs) (laughs) They're all death row criminals and Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. That's really great. The kayfabe is good. I mean, listen, if you've ever (laughs) interacted with a turkey in the wild, they are. Like bird friendliness oh, yeah. is inversely proportional to size. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, unless you're talking about a cassowary, those are the, it's a whole different animal. That's a whole other. Ah, yeah. I mean, it actually is a whole different animal. It kind of is a giant killer, <laughs> a giant killer yeah. bird. Well, that's why it's inversely proportional. Little oh birds, right, right, right. Little right. birds very yeah. friendly. Little quails. Little oh, I thought, quails, yeah. They love you. Ostriches will kick your stomach open. Yeah, yeah, yeah you will die. And steal your wife. It's just mm-hmm. that's just what they do. <laughs> Although I did recently hear an actual, I saw a video and heard a kiwi call for the first time, and it was not what I expected. No, uh, <laughs> and it was kind of frightening. So I mean, we can get into bird chat. Kiwis, yeah. they lay eggs that are so big that when it's almost time for the, them to lay their eggs, they wind up, they sit in cool pools because it feels good on their bellies. Mm-hmm. And oh the fruit goodness. is named after the bird, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? I there love a kiwi fruit. Facts. That Maybe was fun. Knowledge. Yeah. So that that was the West Wing. So uh, what did everybody think? Are we going to be watching more? Amy? I want to watch more. Oh, sorry. I just stole. No, go ahead. Right, right no, go I want to watch more for sure. I wanted to watch more a few years ago. The first time I tried, I just didn't, I couldn't find the time or the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I might just have to peel off some time because I really did enjoy this. This was great. If I was like made to watch more in a podcast <laughs> setting, it would be fine. <laughs> but I'm not going to like, like, I really just want to go watch the newsroom again. Sure. Instead. <laughs> I, sh- I have that struggle all the time as well. Yeah. I did enjoy this episode. Um, it's it's something that I wouldn't I wouldn't not watch it, but I've got so many things on my plate, like it's hard to slot it in somewhere. But yeah. I can appreciate I, I can absolutely appreciate the the craft that goes on behind it. I think political drama is a little tougher for me to to just kind of get into, but 
I wouldn't, I also wouldn't like actively avoid this either. Yeah. And you know, for right now it's on max. So it's right there if you do want to watch it. So feel free. Um, but yeah, it's, this is one of those shows I watch at least once every year. So, um, along with newsroom and now studio 60 and sports night. Yeah. I, I kind of like Aaron Sorkin stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like it. Kind of miss his <laughs> yeah, he's television. Good. He's um, good. So, um, did we get any feedback about this episode at all? Anywhere? Holy you smokes, know? you would ask that. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm being handed a piece of paper. Uh, wait, no, I'm not. Wow, maybe not so being handed. Wait. <laughs> no, we're so... this. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Fully work. There we go. Mr. President, I, pick, I have some I got to pick my right mail channel. No, we don't have anything. Okay. We don't have anything. This was just a blank piece of paper uh, handed to me. Never mind. Uh, we did get one message from uh, from Skeezix on Twitter, yeah. uh, says, okay. uh, finishing up watching the West Wing episode from tonight, and I am in tears. What an amazing episode to pick. Yeah, I, would, mm-hmm. I, get, I get that. That knife ceremony got me. It's good stuff. Yep. So. I, did, I did very much appreciate the payoff of all of those moments throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Like the, the moment with Leo and his sister pays off that story arc. Like all the the three or four different little threads throughout it all got tied up in, in a way that was rather satisfying. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did like that. I feel like I would have been like, Mr. President, I would much rather that you had just kept your knife for like one more day (laughs) and not sent me running around to every (laughs) William Sonoma in DC (laughs) to find you this a knife that you don't actually want. Like, mm-hmm. I really wish that you could have, you could have just done this at any time <laughs> and not me at the mall yeah. the day before Thanksgiving. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The interesting part too is, so the president doesn't have a knife yet. So now Charlie has to find him something that compares to Paul Revere's knife. <laughs> I'm also yeah, right. saying, I don't know mm. how, like, Function wise, I don't know how great that knife's gonna be. I don't know if I approve my taxpayer dollars going to the president's knife. Uh, that's you know, I'm gonna write a strong letter. Well, he gets paid. I mean, he could be paying yeah. like, yeah, maybe he gets a, he gets a salary. He gets probably in the for it. okay, his the White House silver budget. His wife oh, okay, is a fine. doctor. They're they're fine. fine. They're fine. They're fine. You know, he's a good. The White House is a step down. He's a, he's a he's a Bartlett. With ties to whatever from whenever, so he's, <laughs> yeah, he's okay. that's definitely a that's definitely a uh, Massachusetts name. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. So, but yes, if you want to write in and let us know your thoughts on the West Wing, feel free to email us. Those were the days show at gmail dot com. Do like skeezics and reply to us on Twitter at those days show, um, or come at the rest of us on our socials. Um, yeah. You knew where to look for us. I put them all in the show notes on the yeah. YouTube and the and the uh, the podcast description, yep. so that you can find them. So next week, Stephen is bringing us yeah. a show. Stephen, yes, I am. I went on the hunt, ladies and gentlemen, for a good Thanksgiving show. I looked up what are some great classic Thanksgiving shows. WKRP popped up. 
Already did that one. Mm-hmm. You know, funny enough, the Bob Newhart show has a top-notch Thanksgiving episode. However, I did Bob Newhart last year. I'm not, well, you're just going to have to wait. Maybe next Thanksgiving I'll bring you the joy that is the Bob Newhart show's Thanksgiving episode. So I picked a show that just kind of takes place around Thanksgiving and that there's a Thanksgiving parade in it. Uh, But it's not necessarily about turkey. But I'm going to give you a little hint. You can tell me if you can recognize what show we're going to do based on this. (laughs) That is right. We are doing Seinfeld. Uh, I could not be more excited about this. I'm I'm pumped. Anyway, I've... Spoiler alert, I already watched the episode we're going to watch, and I approve. Uh, I know, so it's I know exactly great. what episode it is, and I am, it's great. You, you're in, so you're right. It's <laughs> it's season season four, episode eight. What did I, what, I looked this up earlier. Season six, episode eight, The Mom and Pop Store uh, is the episode we're going to be watching. If you haven't seen it, uh, great. If you have seen it, watch it again, because it's, I mean, Seinfeld you can watch over and over, and it's just a joy every time. So I'm really excited about it. Again, that is season six, episode eight, available on Netflix. Uh, so get out nice. there, watch it, and come join us on Monday. Yeah, and uh, definitely let us know your thoughts about that one too. Like, yeah, we we want to hear your feedback, so let us know. Email us, reply on Twitter, throw a rock, whatever. <laughs> let us know. Um, but until next week, we have been your humble public servants to you our fellow <laughs> citizens of the internet so for amy steven and travis i'm audie and this has been those were the days see you next week for seinfeld and remember the president doesn't actually have any constitutional power to pardon a turkey bye everybody 